0: Welcome to the Intelligent Dynamic Sensing podcast. My name is Bruce Malkinson and I'm the Chief Operating Officer for Sensor Technology Corporation. In each episode, you will learn from industry experts who share their insights and strategies on how to reveal hidden surface data and optimize the performance, comfort, and safety of surfaces. We will discuss and present solutions that have worked for real-world applications across fields like product design and safety testing, consumer, clinical, and human body performance. Hello, and welcome to our Intelligent Dynamic Sensing Podcast. Today, our topic is how to optimize strength training using plantar pressure mapping technology. And once again, I have the pleasure of having Antonio Robastelli, International Sports Performance Consultant with OmniAthlete, joining me. Welcome, Antonio. Hi, Bruce. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast. Well, we'll jump right in with our questions, Antonio. So my first question for you on this topic is how do athlete movements That require peak strength or power translate into pressure or load on the plantar surface. Yeah, it's it's a very uh,
1: good question. So uh, a lot of athletic movements and skills, especially in strength and power oriented uh, disciplines, require peak strength and power to succeed in uh, in their respective competitions. So uh, and this. Uh, h- how you may uh, as you mentioned translate into different kind of pressure and load that we can spot and recognize on the on the surface of the of the foot and uh, depending on the type of movements required the type of coordination required if the movements are uh, simultaneous in terms of uh, in terms of contractions of the different muscle involved in the in the sport or they are simultaneous uh, or they are sorry they are sequential uh, when there are different types of activation and contraction and co-contraction that needs to happen at different times during the movement based on that there are different pressures and different loads on the, on, the, on the plantar surface of the foot. And, uh, and they are, most of the time, a powerful indicator, the pressure points, of the type of strength and force that is being exerted into the ground, and also the level of stability that an athlete is able to, to, to reach while on the pitch, while on the ground,
0: while on track. Okay, thank you. So um, my next question for you is, is uh, you, you know, what you'll be reviewing in the, um, in the podcast is the subject of, of strength, uh, qualities like starting, um, explosive and reactive strength. Um, and I'm wondering how do each of these create a difference in the response at the planetary surface?
1: yeah all these uh strength qualities that you mentioned in your questions are related to are different qualities of of uh power you know um, most sports require uh, a powerful activation to in order to complete the the the, the skill so uh it, it's it's a good to, Mm, to make a distinction between these three qualities, uh, re- uh, starting strength is when you start a movement from from zero. Okay, uh, explosive is when you are going to accelerate uh, uh, and accelerate a movement and create a decrease in uh, in uh, in contraction and in, in power output. Uh, movement is already start and reactive strength is the ability to use the the stored elastic energy so the the elastic energy that we store during ex- during eccentric contraction in streak. so and this is called reactive strength all these three type of uh, of, uh, of strength qualities um, can create a different uh, response in terms of surface, it, not only really in terms of pressure, not only in terms of pressure distribution, but mainly in the timing of uh, of contact times and ground contact. So, uh, explosives uh, all the uh, require a higher level of acceleration of the foot. Okay. And uh, the less the, the, the foot is staying, on, is staying on, the, on the ground, the more the, the, the power output is likely to, uh, to create, let's say, a positive environment performance. So uh, it's not only a pressure response, but it's a, a timing response. And this is something that we, uh sensorize and pressure insoles uh, with uh, uh,
0: inertial uh, sensor we can uh, spot and recognize. Okay. <clears throat> so the uh, the foot is a complex biomechanical system, and you um, if, wonder if you could share what you think is required to effectively measure the in shoe or ground reaction uh, to strength movements.
1: Uh, yeah, the the foot is really is a really complex uh,
0: biomechanical
1: biomechanical system, and uh, and we can, uh, and the most important and uh, I like to, to, to say life-changing uh, technologies for strength and conditioning professionals is the, the plantar pressure mapping technology with the insoles that you can put directly into the shoes. Because uh, in this way. You can recognize uh, with, uh, with, good, with good precision uh, a lot of information uh, in terms of ground reaction to, to strength movements. And for strength movements, we mean, we, we, we can say, let's say, both the, the multi joint exercises that we perform with our athletes during the strength training sessions, Uh, like a said, deadlift as a back squat, or even the the Olympic lifts. And um, with in-show systems, we can effectively uh, recognize uh, one of the most important things is the symmetry in loading during during the, the movements. Symmetry in loadings, the distribution of the of the of the main pressure points during the during the movements and also how the, the the body is able to control the the direction of the of the center of pressure during the movement which is an indicator of the ability to control body weight to avoid any any fall any falling forward or falling backward, and it, this can help also as a biofeedback tool for for strength and conditioning coaches to to fix poor technique of execution and maximize the the strength gains
0: uh, for uh, during the during the the workouts. And uh, complementary to that, of course, we know that overtraining can be a problem, and I'm wondering how the data from uh, plantar pressure mapping devices. Um, might reveal developing injuries.
1: Yeah, in my experience, uh, when talking about overtraining, we're talking about a very, uh, a very precise you no know, condition that involves a lot of physiological, uh, biochemical bio- systems in the in the body. Uh, when uh, and also biomechanics. Efficiency and neuromuscular efficiency can be affected in uh, during in, in an overtrained state of an athlete. Uh, what we can spot with plantar pressures uh, is, in my experience, what I noticed that when there is a poor training and recovery uh, cycle, when. Re- Recovery strategies, recovery time and regeneration is not enough uh, for the acid and is going to overload mm, some systems in the in the body. In my experience, uh, we can see this uh, in uh, increasing pressure in other structures of the food to changing the way the foot. Is interacting with the ground even in resting position, so this is why it's important to use, um, especially for at the beginning of a season, to have a baseline, you know, uh, creating a sort of uh, ideal zone, an uh, ideal footprint of the athlete, mm-hmm. and having this ideal footprint, you can track and monitor. Uh, Weekly during if the range can be an indicator of uh, of fatigue of overloading uh, that may lead to stress fractures injuries uh, and potentially overtraining.
0: You know, as a uh, as a bit of an opposite to that, then um, of course <clears throat> um, you're going to be uh, reviewing movement efficiency. And what I'm wondering is is, is how effective is planter pressure at uh, measuring and revealing those changes in or improvements in efficiency? Yeah uh,
1: it's uh, it's uh, probably it's the most effective technology in, um, in revealing changes in efficiency because with planter pressure, uh, we are not only uh, looking at uh, how much pressure you are exerting uh, in different zones of the foot. But we are also looking at uh, how this uh, pressure distribution um, is uh, correlated with the, the, the timing in movement, how uh, the, the each part of the foot is integrated with the other, how the, 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 the heel is timed with the with the midfoot and with the forefoot and with the with the action of the of the fingers in different type of of movement so how they relate with the trajectory and the path uh, and the trails of the of the center of prayer if there is a medialization if there is a lateralization uh, and all these are indicator of efficiency of of movement and how, uh, because uh, when talking about movement efficiency, um, we refer to the ability of the of, uh, of the plantar surface of the foot and of the foot in general as a complex biomechanical system to effectively use the force generated by the big muscle of the lower body and Force generation. This is uh, important to make a distinction between force generation and force application. Movement efficiency is um, is the result of the ability to properly use uh, and apply the force, which is generated by the larger muscle groups of the lower body, like the quadriceps, the hamstrings. So, um, the, the with plantar pressure mapping. You can look at all these factors and even in this case, having a baseline profile is fundamental because you can track any changes over time Uh, during the week in a sports, in a team sports where you can change, you can look at changes after a game, before a game uh, and in individual sports where you can track any improvement during preparation for a meeting. Okay, excellent.
0: So, maybe our last question we'll talk a little bit about the actual planter pressure data. And um, of course, you know, within the planter pressure data, there, there's load distribution, center pressure information, timing information available. I'm wondering if you could just share a bit of a brief overview of how those statistics are applied in strength training um, or assessments. Sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, As center conditioning coaches, is- um, interested in implementing a plantar pressure mapping during strength training uh, can use it, let's say, just to give an example, during a, a back squatting session, um, you, you, you can have access to different data sets. So uh, first, as you, as you say, is there is pressure. So with pressure, you can have a first uh, overview on how uh, how much pressure is being exerted by by the uh, by the athlete during the movement. Okay, um, and then there is load distribution, which is fundamental. How is distributed in the three main points of contacts on uh, So how they are distributed through the heel, through the, um, through the first metatorsal, and the fifth metatorsal head. Uh, and, and, and looking at the percentage of, uh, of distribution of load uh, of these three points, this is to have a, an overview and an understanding of the level of stability uh, during the movement. The center of pressure. Can help in, in the trails of center of pressure um, can help in uh, having a more detailed uh, understanding of the neuromuscular uh, control during, during movement. Uh, it's a very precise uh, indicator. So if we can define the center of pressure uh, as a neuromuscular, response uh, to correct and fix any imbalances of the of the center of mass uh, we can use the 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 trajectory and the trails of the center of pressure to to understand how the athlete uh, is able to control the the load that he is lifting in in a, in a, a back squat session or in a in a in a deadlift and uh, and timing also, uh, can, mm, can, uh, can be, um, can, can, can be helpful, um, for to understand the, the, the ability to, especially when looking at the force time curves, uh, can help recognize any improvements in, uh, the time it takes to reach Uh, level of peak pressure and peak load so it's definitely a very um, very important tool for for strength and conditioning coaches in um, to be
0: used during the during strength training sessions excellent well Antonio as always thanks a ton for uh, for these insights and we really look forward to getting into some more details on all of these topics and more in our upcoming webinar
1: Thank you, Bruce, for inviting me and see you for uh, the, the next webinar of our uh, webinar series.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Intelligent Dynamic Sensing Podcast. To learn more, go to extensor.com or email us at sales at with any questions you may have. We'd love to hear from you. Never miss an episode by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts.